Are you walking a hard but beautiful journey? Are you sitting in a space that you never thought you'd be? Have you experienced infertility, a miscarriage, adoption? Or are you parenting kids with a behavioral disability? Have these struggles put unbearable strains on your relationships? Or have you struggled with your mental health? I have experienced all of this. My husband and I struggled with infertility and fought for our three beautiful children, our miracles. We went through the struggles, the pain, and the financial burden of IVF in order to have these incredible children. And that journey was so freaking hard. We felt like failures and we felt alone in our struggle. And now, all three of our children have been diagnosed with ADHD, ODD, and anxiety disorders. And if possible, that has been even more challenging. Again, we have felt alone, confused, like we were bad parents, like we were being judged at every turn. It has tested our marriage. It has broke me many times to the point of two complete mental breakdowns. So, if you are experiencing this, please know you are not alone. That's why I've created this safe space for you, so that we can together find the education, resources, support, mentorship, inspiration, and more that we need to grow on this hard yet beautiful journey. Because at the end of it all, I wouldn't trade a second of what I went through because these children, our marriage, our family, and my mental health is worth fighting for. I'm also here to remind you that telling your story is part of the journey. Someone in your life, someone in the world needs to hear it, and I will be encouraging you along the way to tell your story. I'm Tiffany Vaughn. I'm so grateful you're here. It's time to walk your own hard, beautiful journey. Welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. This is Tiffany Vaughn, and you are here for episode eight. I am super happy you're back. Or if this is your first episode, hey, welcome. I am so crazy excited about doing this podcast. Like, I I just can't believe actually that I'm s- still doing this. But I, I just want you to know how grateful I am for those people that are actually listening and those that are sending me the most amazing messages and of support and just, oh, I just, I'm so happy that I'm doing this and that it's helping even one person. That is the goal of me doing this. And so I wanted to start this podcast with reading a review. And this one is from my amazing and beautiful mom. And it says, I am so grateful to you, Tiffany, for taking me with you to this amazing ADHD conference in Kelowna. It gave me a better understanding of what our three grandchildren and your children are dealing with daily. As a grandparent and employee in a school setting, being able to learn the techniques that work for children with an ADHD brain is invaluable. Thank you, dear Tiffany. Oh, mom, you're so wonderful. And yeah, that was 
such an amazing experience going to that seminar. And if you haven't heard that episode, definitely go back and check it out. It's episode seven. And what I um, was originally planning to do with this episode was actually continue with the rest of the information that we learned at that seminar. And, um, but something was telling me that instead of doing that for this episode, maybe to try talking about the subject that I am going to talk about, but don't worry, I will circle back. It will likely be in the next episode, um, the, the remaining pieces of the ADHD seminar. But for today, I would like to talk about something else that I learned over the last couple of years that has also made a huge difference in our lives, in our family life, and most specifically in my relationship with James. And it has to do with the five love languages. So believe me when I tell you this, I watched every single episode of the Oprah show when it was on. I'm not kidding. Every single one. And I even went to a taping of it with my friend James McEachern when he moved to Chicago. And oh, lordy, 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 was that a moment in my life that I will never, ever forget. Like, never. And the episode was about miracles, I think. <laughs> I That's all I remember. Um, because I literally spent the whole time staring at her like a crazy loon. And then when she walked out at the end, she shook my hand and dead. I was dead. James and I got back into the cab after the show and I screamed and cried into my cell phone uh, with my mom. And that cab driver was laughing so hard. And yeah, I was just in shock that I actually was in the same room with one of my heroes and amazing. Anyway, I digress. The reason I bring that up is this person was on her show many times and his name was Gary Chapman and he spoke about love languages. And remember, I was in my 20s and 30s when these shows aired that he was on and I either didn't care about love languages then, or I just didn't know much about love and it just went right over my head. But now that I'm an old married woman um, with lots of life experience, when I heard him talk about these love languages recently on some of the podcasts that I listened to, I cranked up the volume and I definitely paid more attention this time. And I'm not kidding, just like the ADHD seminar that I went to, it was like I was struck over the head with a lead pipe and things just became so obvious and clear that I actually bust a gut laughing that it took me this long to actually get it. It was nuts. The information just made so, so many things in my marriage to James just makes sense. And not only was us discovering that he was undiagnosed ADHD, I also found out what his love language is. And he now knows mine. 
And I'm not exaggerating. It is a game changer. So anyway, on to these love languages. And I will do my very best to explain them. But just, I'm serious. Go get a book. Go get his book. It is amazing. It's one of the best-selling books in the world. The last time I heard, I think he had 20 million copies and I a million languages. Like, seriously, it's all over the world. So anyway, Dr. Chapman is a marriage counselor, marriage and family counselor, and he has interviewed thousands of people. He's been doing it for, I think, over 40 years. And basically what happened is through doing all of these sessions, he went through his records and compiled a list of the commonalities of what he was hearing from couples and families that were basically causing so much problems in their relationships. And what he discovered is that there were five common themes from what people were saying. And he broke them down into what he now calls his five, the five love, five love languages. It's the five ways that people speak and understand emotional love. What he also discovered is that it was seldom that spouses or partners had the same love languages. And that is where a lot of the struggles happen. So those love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. The first love language that I'll talk about is words of affirmation. And with this love language, the way that I understand it is that unsolicited comments are what are so important to you. Like hearing the words, I love you, or thank you, or I appreciate you. Those all are what you need in order to feel and receive love. On the flip side, insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. Kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly life-giving for somebody that receives love through words of affirmation. Next is receiving gifts. And do not mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love and thoughtfulness and effort behind the gift. And if you speak this love language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring that gift to you. So a missed birthday, anniversary, or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be really, really bad. And so would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are visual representations of love, and they are treasured very, very highly by somebody that has the love language of receiving gifts. Quality time is another love language. And nothing says I love you to this person like undivided attention and you being the focus. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really, really being there. And that means like 
turn the TV off, fork and knife are down, and all chores and tasks are on standby. You need to make your significant other feel truly special and loved. And having any distractions or if you postpone dates or if you fail to listen, that can be especially hurtful for somebody with this love language. Quality time also means sharing quality conversations and quality activities together. Next up is acts of service. Can vacuuming the floors or doing dishes or doing laundry really be an expression of love for somebody? Yep, yes it can. Anything that you can do to ease the burden of responsibility weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most want to hear from you are, let me do that for you, or I can help you, or not even saying the words and just doing it before even being asked or even saying anything. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tells them that their feelings don't matter. And finding ways to serve speaks volumes to the recipient of these acts. And last but not least is physical touch. And this language is not always just about the bedroom. A person whose primary language is physical touch is, not surprisingly, very touchy. They like hugs, they like holding hands, they like thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulders, face, and they can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, love. And physical presence and accessibility to you are crucial. While if you neglect or abuse, that can be unforgivable and destructive. Physical touch for this person fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship for them. So which love language are you? After hearing Um, these love languages and reading the book and taking the test, I, it was obvious and clear that my primary love language is words of affirmation. And then it's followed closely by acts of service. I definitely receive love when I hear words of recognition, praise, gratitude. And when I know that someone is really listening to me by engaging in conversation. And this was never more obvious than in a incident that happened with my lovely husband. And it involved um, us sitting in our living room and I was trying to talk to him and (laughs) he was watching one of his ball games and I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about what was going on in my day, what some of the things that I really needed to just get off my chest, not about our relationship, but just in general, just about life. And so I, I started talking and I knew that he heard me because he looked right at me, um, a few times. And so I'm talking, talking, talking. And at the end he says, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, oh my word. 
I was so angry that after me (laughs) talking and wanting to have a conversation with him about it, I wanted his feedback. I wanted his, his insights. I wanted us to have a conversation. His reply was, gotcha. That did not go over well with me. And at the time, before I knew about these love languages, yeah, it was not good. I was an angry chicken and for quite some time. And I definitely let him know that the word gotcha was not cool. And now I understand why it wasn't cool because that is how I receive love is by getting words back, by somebody engaging in conversation with me, by somebody recognizing that what I'm saying is important. And so now he knows that this is my love language. And I don't believe he's used the word gotcha since. My other love language is acts of service. So when I'm feeling like I need help in, in an area of my life and somebody says, let me help you. I will help you with that. Let me take that on for you. That is when I feel love and it's happened in a variety of ways. It can be at work. It can be with my kids. It can be with, with anything. If somebody says, let me help you with that. I love you. I love you. (laughs) So, um, yeah, the other ones, quality time, physical touch, um, receiving or giving gifts. Yeah. Those are all important to me for sure. Um, but not, not as much as words of affirmation and acts of service. When I talked to James about his love languages, he definitely, um, said that his primary love language is acts of service. For sure, that is definitely his. He receives love when people do their part and lighten the load. So it's not all all on him to do. And they're very important to him. And that now is very obvious to me. And I now know why he gets upset with me sometimes. He is somebody that likes to do stuff around the house. Remember the guy can't sit still. He, he's the one that puts well over 20,000 steps on his Fitbit every day. And he just likes to get stuff done. If I don't do my part, let's say if the kitchen is not clean or there's dishes to do, or the living room is a mess. Um, he definitely feels love when I get off my butt and help him out and help put stuff away and just do my part in keeping our house organized and together. (laughs) So when I don't do it, yeah, I definitely know it because he shows it. And so that has been a huge lesson for me in knowing how to keep him happy for sure. The cool thing about the love languages is that they don't just translate to marriage at all. They actually translate to any relationship that you have in your life. 
And that is also with your kids, with your work environment, with anything, with a sporting team. And the interesting part was when James and I were talking about them and we were trying to decide what our love languages were, or sorry, what our kids' love languages were. Once we had this framework, it was unbelievable to think about the love languages of our kids and recognizing that and then giving the love to our kids the way that they receive it. That has been a game changer. On a future episode, I'm actually going to talk more about uh, uh, love languages for kids and go a little bit deeper into that. So I won't do that um, in this episode. But remember, um, this is a book by Dr. Gary Chapman. It can be found literally anywhere. There's a website, fivelovelanguages.com, and there is actually a free test on his website. So I would definitely go and check that out, see what yours are, and see what your significant others are, and maybe your kids too. I really, really think that it can help figure out if, um, if there are any struggles that you're having in your relationship. I really think that it can help figure out what might be going on between you guys. And yeah, I highly recommend it. So today's gratitude is really nothing about the episode that I just talked about, maybe a little bit, but um, because like I said, there is always, always, always something to be grateful for. For today's gratitude, I'm just so grateful for our amazing summer that we've been having. I've been able to sit outside and in our backyard and just enjoy the beauty of our environment. And it's been phenomenal. I'm also grateful that um, we haven't had any forest fires this year, knock on wood. The last few years, we've had some pretty bad forest fires in our area. And this summer, we have really been lucky and haven't had any. And that has been really, really nice. I am really, 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 really grateful that school is going back in two weeks and I have a great big smile on my face, like really big. And I am grateful for coffee. That is all I really need to say. I think about that. Coffee is wonderful. Hey there. Thank you so much again for being here and listening. It means the world to me. I know how busy life is and that you could be doing so much with your time. And the fact that you chose to spend your time listening to my podcast is so amazing to me. And I'm just so grateful. So thank you. If you like the show again and the content that I'm sharing, please be sure and subscribe and leave a written review. Because when you do that, it definitely gets out into the world more and that would mean the world to me. You can find me in many areas in the big wide web and I will have links to all of those places in my show notes. Again, I am so grateful for you. And I'm always cheering you on. And just please remember to always be kind. And until next time, stay well.